Hi, everybody. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Today's episode is called Secrets of Emerald Coast. Is that right? I thought it was Secrets on the Emerald Coast. Something like that. Yeah, something. They're secrets. Um, Yeah. Season 26, episode 16, I think. March 2nd, 2018. Hosted by Arlene King, Keith Morrison. He brought us back from the Olympics in leaning style. So this episode is about Marie Carlson, who, when she was happy, she could make the whole world sing. She... She'd like to teach the world to sing. She writes the songs. Songs that make the whole world cry. Yeah. Sing? Cry? Uh, you no, know, the songs that are making the whole world, they make them sing and cry. Barry oh, Manilow d- made them sing and sing cry. Sing and cry, okay. They sing in one lyric and then they cry in another. There you go. Okay. Yeah. He so, writes the songs. He writes the songs. I won't sing it. Okay. You could. People are just dying for it. <laughs> Marie was born in the Philippines. She was taken in by an American serviceman in the U.S. Then she moved to Florida. So mark off Florida on your bingo cards. When she was 18, she moved. She was taken in by a second family. First, she was taken in by one family. Then she was taken in by a second family when she's 18. This woman, Kay, who became like a mother to her. Then she married this guy, Jeff. They have a baby named Paris. Now... I looked up the timing on this yeah. to see what era of Paris Hilton we were in, and it was right in the prime of the sing- the simple life. So mm. I feel like Paris was everywhere, and it was in her prime, and thus Aye. you were ostensibly naming your child after Paris Hilton. I think because Paris was the most famous Paris. I didn't even think about Paris Hilton. I assumed that it was like Paris Jackson. I went straight for Michael Jackson's daughter. No, this was way before that. Yeah, I see that. No, no, it's after. This is way after that. Oh, well, I mean, before we really knew about Paris Jackson, before she was a public figure. Oh. She didn't become a public figure till after her dad died. But I mean, when she was born, it was a big deal. Paris Jackson was a huge deal when she was born because he had her with that blonde lady nurse. I still think Paris Hilton was a way bigger deal. Okay, maybe in my world, Paris Jackson was a bigger deal. Paris Hilton I think is... Blanket was a bigger deal than Paris. Yeah. Because he had a child named Blanket. Okay. Good night and don't watch alone. <laughs> Are we done? Watch on the Emerald Coast. All right, that's it. Oh, We're we good. still have the whole episode. Yeah, what is the Emerald Coast, by the way? I don't know. It was Anybody got that? Okay, it sounds yeah. magical. Well, Florida's got some good names for places. It always but makes Emerald it sound delightful. Emerald City is Seattle. They call it the Emerald City? Yeah. Does Seattle. it look like the Emerald City? I couldn't answer that. Okay. I just know that that's what they call it. Who calls it that? Uh, they. Okay, Internet? Well, no, it was actually a question on who wants to be a millionaire, and I'll never forget because it was like the $100 question, the base level, easiest question, and I was didn't know it. I would have been I, out. I was so mad that I thought that was ridiculous, and the person was confused too. I don't think they knew, but apparently that's its nickname. Like the Big Apple is New York. Or like the Windy City. Okay, exactly. Okay, so this is the Emerald City, and we it's, don't know why. It's Seattle, yeah, and we don't know why. Okay, Something about the buildings and the lights. There's maybe a green building. I don't know. Well, it's probably because it rains all the time, so everything's really green. But it's still a city, so you don't exactly think of greenery. That's a great question. And let's just add that to the number of things that we do not we know, don't know, despite yeah. 
We don't know. Having gone to school. I feel like um, almost every episode now we're getting an email or some sort of message with somebody being, definitely. by the way, mm-hmm. by the way, this means yeah. this. Thank you. We do appreciate it because we don't know. We do not know things. Yeah. Okay. But tell us about Marie. So Marie had this daughter, Paris. She became a deputy sheriff, which is cool. Mm-hmm. She had some issues, though, from her past. And why is Seattle called the Emerald City? Because... The city and surrounding areas are filled with greenery. I was right. I nailed it. Because there's evergreen forests around them. Did I win? I I won. There you go. There you go. So what what should I win? Well, the thing is, though, you were right, but I'm the one who knew that it was called the Emerald City. So we're both right. Yeah. So we get to go to Chili's. Okay. Okay. Why is it always Chili's with you? I really would rather go to like a a soup and sam salad bar place. No, like, like soup, a soup plantation? plantation. No. Or Ugh. Sizzler or Olive Garden. Olive Garden, I'm disappointed. I had it. I, those breadsticks, I know you want them to be good and you think, oh my gosh, we're getting endless breadsticks and then they yeah. taste like bark. Unless you're getting I haven't them. had them in like 10 years. Yeah, you're going to be disappointed. They've gotten real starchy over the years. Or they just keep the day olds and bring them out. For people that they think aren't going to order the expensive entrees. They're you. Like, yeah, they you're take one look at you. Yeah. And they know. Okay. Let's get back to this episode. Mm-hmm. Okay. Marie has some issues from her past and her marriage with Jeff ends. And she lets Jeff raise Paris because his life is more stable. She's kind of lost. Then she finds God, which is also on the bingo card, which is funny because I meant it to be on the bingo card for people who after they murder someone, they find God. Mm-hmm. But I didn't specify that on the bingo card. So it still totally counts. Um, she finds this church in a strip mall called Cavalry Emerald Coast Church. Just I just don't think a strip mall is the right place for a church. It's probably in between like a laundromat and a GNC vitamin place. Didn't you see where it's between? No. What was in there? Careers USA. It's by a temp agency. It's next door to a temp agency. So you can go to church, then go get yourself a J-O-B. Go, <laughs> go, get, some, go get some G-O-D and then a J-O-B. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, but Keith points out, fancy wasn't the point. Salvation was. So thank you, Keith, for reminding us to get our priorities in order. Okay. The pastor of the church is named James Flanders. He is extremely charismatic, to which I say, him? I didn't see it. He's like a YouTube star pastor. People love him. He's wearing Hawaiian print shirts and tennis shoes. Did you look up his YouTube videos? No, uh uh-uh. Oh, I wanted to see the amount of hits. But I think that'd be skewed now. I bet it's, yeah. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Sorry. Uh, he and his wife, Tanya, that's going to be really difficult for me not to say Tanya. Tanya took in Marie. So now she's gotten taken in for a third time, which I was a little jealous about, I have to admit. Not that I want to live in someone else's house, but it would be nice to be taken in. I'm not on my feet. I would like to be till somewhere until i get back on my feet i would take you in i ever get back on my feet i have a room i'll take you in all those cats but it's fine then there's a dog it'd be fun Mm, that's too much togetherness i think dang it 
So uh, Marie was supposed to get back on her feet and then move out. It, but instead she got preggers by a mysterious baby daddy and has a baby girl named Grace. And the pastor and his wife, Tanya, take care of them both in the house. Then three months later, Marie's friends get a strange text, a mass text, that says she's going away for a while and they won't hear from her, but she loves them. And she left the three-year-old, three-month-old baby with Pastor James and Tanya to take care of it. Not her own, like, foster mother or her sister with the red glasses or her ex-husband. And she never even called the ex-husband to say she's going away so she could say goodbye to little Paris, who was seven at this time. So Esta, Esti, Este, Esta. Esta, her sister with the red glasses, says to Keith, now I probably watch way too much Law and Order, but I'm thinking bad things. But And Keith kind of grimaced like I think he was thinking you should have said Dateline. Why yes. didn't you just say Dateline? Yeah. You're on Dateline. So two detectives start looking into the case. Nestle Moore, and she just had a baby. And it's not really relevant, but it makes her appreciate the case more, I guess, because mm -hmm. Marie was a new mom as well. And this other guy named Keith, an older guy, another Keith. So it could be like an odd couple. Can these two detectives solve a crime without driving each other crazy? It could be. They sort of set it up that way. They say the vet, he's like been in the department yeah. for years, and then it's the new mom. Exactly. And Nestle yeah. and Keith has got a good ring to it. Yes. Yeah. So the pastor and his wife are interviewed by the police and they say Marie was bipolar and she had gone off her medication because she gave birth. So she occasionally would just leave, but she'd always come back. She was kind of lost in a free spirit. So one day, Pastor James says that Marie was tired and wanted to take a nap. So he went for a jog while Tanya took the baby out shopping. And when they both came back... Marie was gone. Her car was gone. She had packed a bag, but it was still there, which makes no sense. So Pastor James and his wife drove to the airport on a hunch, and they find Marie's car there. But the cops can't find any record that she took a flight out of town. The surveillance videos at the parking lot at the airport aren't working. So the detectives go to the church to get the hot church gossip about who and it was about who marie's baby daddy was one of the church ladies what, that's a bingo was. right so i think unknown baby daddy no no small town is that an, is that one that should be one unknown baby daddy do you think yeah but i was more thinking about the church um sorry that i know small that town small gossip. town gossip is one but i think in this case you can use that because we can call it community I wonder if there's a way, community gossip, something, a way to like right. make that more encompassing because I feel like it would count in this case because there was a lot of gossip. I don't know why you're trying to help people win because one person almost won except for interrogation room blanket, which was yours, and I think is like the hardest one because we've only seen it a few times. It's so specific. <laughs> I did it, say I, But I think we can say just blanket. <laughs> victim blanket because sometimes they put the blanket on them when they're in the car would it be like if someone was a b-roll like looking through photo albums and they had a blanket on their lap yep that would count that would too. count too? can we make just blanket just a blanket or michael jackson's son blanket. 
if he happens to show up full circle if he happens to show up in an episode you get double, oh my god you win you win like, double bingo yeah for we sure all, all, first of all we all win as a yeah. as a as a people mm-hmm. as dateline fans we all mm-hmm. win if blanket comes on dateline but yes that's yeah all right what about that other son prince oh i forgot about prince he had three babies yeah michael jackson has three children yeah he named or his blanket son- prince there's three definitely i'm positive but i can't remember what blanket's real name but is, would michael but jackson name his child after another musical artist i think it was not about not after prince it was after the ruler the royalty type thing why would you go for prince why not just go for king, king? like why did you do- <laughs> gwen stefani went for king later my daughter my daughter's name is duchess She's not really, she's okay, but she's not big enough to be princess. Do you know who I know? You know a duchess? No. I know a, do you want me to say it? Yeah, what? I know a girl named Contessa. Really? Yep. Does she go by Tess? No, she does not. She goes by Contessa. Um, Michael Jackson has three children. Paris Jackson, Prince Michael Jackson the second, and Michael Joseph Jackson Jr. I think Blanket might be the junior. Yeah, Blankets Jr. And Prince is the second. That means there was a first. I don't know who the first was. No, I think that's Michael. That's the actual. Yeah, he renamed himself Prince Michael Jack. No, he didn't. Did he? He could have. Well, Prince did for sure. I think that his name might be the only thing Michael Jackson never changed about himself. He changed literally everything else about himself. We don't know if he changed everything. His wives. We've seen him. No, I was going to say, you don't know if he like had like kneecap surgery. There's probably parts <laughs> on his body that he didn't touch. That are original. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You're, you're right. I was speaking metaphorically when I said everything. Okay. Michael Jackson has nothing to do with this case. I don't know why we keep talking about him. Shamo. <laughs> That's not good, huh? Yeah, it's good. I'm leaving it. Okay. I thought it was going to be like Cartman. Change. I sang Once that sixth grade. Life. Our whole class <gasps> sang it. In our assembly. First of all, that's a six and a half minute song. Our whole class sang maybe a shorter version. And parents were tearing up. It was beautiful. Because of Man in the Mirror? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Um, my God. um, So one lady at the church says that that Marie was beaten up by the baby daddy and was planning to get an abortion. And that Pastor James and Tanya didn't want that. They wanted the baby. So they were going to adopt the baby. They had an older child, but it had some miscarriages and hadn't been able to have another child. Another church dude called the church, one of the church elders. <laughs> I'm just so unfamiliar with this. Did like you anybody have no could idea? just be an elder. I mean, I've heard it before, but I didn't know if there was like a special process or you can just call yourself that. Is it a ceremony or something and a title bestowed upon you? And if a younger person could be an elder, if they had been in the church for a really long time, or if an old person who had was new to the church could be an elder. I had many questions. My dad was an elder uh, at, at one church that we went to. I mean, generally, it's it's men that are 60 years plus. Uh, and I have no, but I think that some churches are stricter than others about how you become an elder. But I think you also have to tithe a certain amount. I think you might have to also give. So any major decisions that it's basically a, a fancy board of directors, a God oh, board of directors. so you do get to decide things. Yeah, so you go in a room and if the church has decided, okay, we're going to do a missions trip to Honduras, then the elders would probably weigh in on that or if they're going to get a new facility or they want to get rid of someone. 
Mm-hmm. Like, let's say the music, mm-hmm. the musical director is not doing the kind of music that they think is mm-hmm. godly enough, then they're out. Yeah. Interesting. So this church elder says that Marie was going to stay for three months to nurse the baby and then was going to leave the baby as a gift for the Flanders, for Pastor James and his wife. A nice gift. I mean, have they ever heard of C's Candy? There are other things you could do besides give him a baby. Jeff, there are way too many J names in this episode. Jeff, the ex-husband, asked her about the baby and who the father was. And Marie told him that she was being a surrogate for Pastor James and Tanya and that they did artificial insemination using the pastor's sperm. So two completely different stories. And the detectives decide to go further into the church. They decide to interview these, this inner circle, <laughs> these, these ladies that are close friends of Tanya, and you know they think they are so cool because they're friends with the pastor's wife. Yeah. Like, think they're the popular girls at church. They reminded me of the girls from Music Man. Pick a little talk, little, pick a little talk, little, yes. cheep, cheep, cheep. The ones that are friends with the mayor's wife. Yes. And they think they're so cool. So also, they... Tanya yeah. is in charge of the women's outreach program. They didn't say that, but she's sort of in charge of the women's group. So these are like basically the elders of the women's group. Oh, they thought they were yeah. so cool. Okay, sorry. So they said that Pastor James was the sperm donor and Marie was being a surrogate, but the method was very homemade, which we don't quite know what that means yet. First, Tanya revealed to her friends that it was like a turkey baster situation which people on Twitter seem to be a bit confused by. A I turkey baster baby? Yeah, I don't think they had heard that expression or what? did not understand the technicalities of it. I have been hearing that for, since like the 80s. Right. So they well, did not understand how there's that There's lots seems of to shows work. that it's on too that it's referenced on. Like I think Liz yeah. Lemon references it on 30 Rock. Yeah, I didn't, I was not confused for once. So <laughs> then. Tanya admits to her friends that Marie and James, the pastor, did it the old-fashioned way. Uh, we all know that what that means, I'm assuming. I'm hoping. So the ladies throw a baby shower, not for Marie, but for Tanya because she's the one keeping the baby. They even do a pose where Tanya puts a balloon under her shirt. So they're posing like pregnant belly to pregnant belly. And it's so fun. These ladies are sworn by Tanya to not tell anyone. You can't tell the church because it'll be really bad for the church. Why? Well, because... No, no just, you're right. Because just the had... surrogacy is not... There's nothing shameful about the surrogacy. But how is it a secret if they had a baby shower and they have all these pictures and stuff? Who came to the baby shower? The three inner circle ladies? That's that's my question, is they had a baby shower, so people well, obviously the knew. the story at the baby shower could have been the abused boyfriend and Tanya and James were going to adopt the baby. I think everyone in the church, the lower level people, knew that they were going to take the baby. Because obviously, in the future, they would see the baby being raised by them. So I so, think... They were going with the adopting this baby from this poor girl who got knocked up and just living in their house. So the secret at this point is, or the secret, 
is <laughs> the James Flanders, the pastor, is actually the father of the baby. That's the, the sperm secret. donor. That's Correct. the secret. And okay. the double secret would be that they didn't do it in an insemination way. They actually had sex. That would be like the the inception of the secret. Sweet the Lord. secret, secret. <laughs> Go double secret. Secret, secret. So these ladies are sworn to secrecy by Tanya. But then it's like, why did Tanya tell them? Why can't she just shut up about it? Because she's a she church just, lady. She's a church lady. Yeah. And she wants to be popular. So the night when this baby was conceived, Keith refers to it as the night of sake and sex. Is it pronounced sake? Is it? It is because I just watched an old episode of Drag Race and Tatiana has an episode where she does a commercial and she goes, you can put anything in it. Tea, coffee, sake. That's the reason, honestly, I just watched it. That's how I... Really? I've yeah. always heard sake. So the only thing that you're opposed to here is that it's sake and not sake. I just don't know what it is. And I'm reminded of the Aeropostale, yeah, so which I. I had no idea how to pronounce mm-hmm. until Keith said Aeropostale. And I thought he was just being a fancy Harvard man. And no. it actually is pronounced. I thought it was... How did I think it was... Pro- Air- how did I think you it were, was? You were getting close. Like it was Aeropostal or Airpostal yeah, or something Yeah, I had like no, that. I'd never heard it, it before. It basically sounded like a FedEx competitor, the way yeah. that you made it sound. <laughs> <laughs> now, Keith can get away with it because he's Keith and yeah, he's a Harvard man. he's a Harvard man. man. But I was a little confused. But it is sake. So, I think sake is correct. It might but be. But you can say sake for these purposes. And regardless, okay. who's drinking sake or sake? Who's drinking Before this? conceiving a baby in their house. It's not wine. Yeah, Seems what? like a thing you get at a bar, it, not it would in be your so- home. Okay. So that is what the night of sake and sex is about. And Tanya tells the police that she was actually in the room when Pastor James and Marie had sex. It's feeling very, I don't want to ruin it for anybody, handmade its tail that's what it feels like actually that happens in the first episode watch the first episode of handmaid's tale if you haven't seen it yet well watch the whole thing but you won't be able to stop after the first one so she says she was there like it was a holistic ritual of sex and sake to conceive this baby then she says to the police marie was actually going to be a sister wife they were going to do some polygamy But this part was definitely supposed to be hidden from the church because this church did not promote polygamy. Of course not. Even though the pastor would try to throw in little pieces from the Bible that kind of reference polygamy. It's like he was feeling the waters. You guys, would you guys be cool with this? No? No? Okay. Sorry. I'm moving on. Didn't, we're not talking about polygamy. So the plan was for Tanya to raise – this is what I didn't quite understand. Why is she going to be a sister wife, but Tanya's going to raise the baby? I think they're Whatever. both raising the baby. Mm, the plan was really for Tanya to raise the baby solely. That's where the conflict really arose. Yeah, I see. Okay. Even though Marie was going to be living there as a sister wife and maybe continuing to have more children with James. Maybe they would alternate who kept what baby. One for Tanya, one for Marie, one for Tanya, oh, one like brother. that. That's what I'm wondering. But they think what happened was that Marie gave birth and then didn't want to let Tanya have the baby. She kind of wanted to keep the baby for herself. And the church gossipy ladies, pick a little, talk a little, say that maybe Marie 
also started to want Pastor James all to herself. Mm -hmm. She just did not want to share his sexy Hawaiian print shirts for some reason. And his his charisma. Was that what Remy had? Charisma? I think Remy... A big personality. Remy thought he had charisma. Yeah. Tanya lets little things slide to the church. Like, she told two different people that James wouldn't be able to kill Marie, but that she could do it. Is that a normal bragging thing that happens at a church? I thought bragging things at a church would be like, my tuna casserole went faster than your Frito pie. Or like, God loves me more than he loves you. Yeah, Not more, like, the more braggy I stuff I could totally is, kill someone. I'm a better Christian usually. But I think, yeah. yeah, my good works outweigh your good works. I That must have come up in a weird one-off way. And the church yes. ladies just want to be involved in the drama. So they're bringing it up. It no, because be. one of the church elders said it too. Two different people that the police interviewed said that she had said, no, he couldn't do it, but I could do it. What a weird... So maybe they were all standing around in a circle and this was... It, mu- it must have been after Marie disappeared. and But why? who would bring up, oh, you, I wonder if the pastor did it in front of his wife. And then the wife would say, no, pastor, he wouldn't do it, but I could totally do it. What? That's weird. So Tanya feels like if the church found out about this arrangement, that it would ruin Pastor James' career. But then why did, won't she just shut up about it? Right. She's telling everyone. No one is talking but her. Oh, no, they're talking. Well, amongst each other. Right. But they weren't talking to the police or to other people because they want to keep their place in the inner circle. Exactly. So police check cell phone records and cell phone tower pings, bingo cards. Tanya wasn't near Maria's phone, but Pastor James' phone was. And his phone was near the airport when her car was dropped off at the airport. Very suspicious. Did you talk about that car at the airport already? Did I miss yes. that? Okay, sorry. They found the car at the airport, yes. Then we meet Jason, another J name, which he's the youth pastor. He's kind of cute, I guess, maybe. Before they even announced who he was, I was like, oh, well, he's obviously the youth pastor. <laughs> is that what youth pastor? <laughs> that is what like? every single youth pastor looks like. Yes. I love it. I only know from the movie Saved. No, that's, they pastors. all look like Jason. So... Shortly after Marie disappeared, Pastor James apparently went to this church elder and asked his help to get out of the country. He said something was terribly wrong and he needed to get out. And the elder is telling the story to the police and totally doesn't even know Marie's name. He keeps calling her Maria and it is really annoying. It's really annoying. The woman is missing. Learn her name. It's not that hard. The elder thinks that Pastor James seems suicidal. So he calls a doctor friend who puts him in the hospital for 10 days, forcing Pastor Jason, the youth pastor, to take over. And then Pastor Jason, the youth pastor, starts hearing these rumors. He confronts Pastor James and Keith calls it a come to Jesus moment because Good it's job, a big Keith. deal for like Jason, the youth pastor, to have to kind of confront his mentor yeah. and say, I'm hearing a lot of shady things. What's happened? Like this man is his idol. James admits to Jason, the youth pastor, that he and Marie had a physical fight before she disappeared. He didn't kill her, but she did scratch him up. And even Pastor Jason, the youth pastor, is like, uh, no, I don't buy that that's where that story stops. Right. So James, the head pastor, decides to resign over all of this. And he and Tanya move states very quickly. 
they kind of flee with the baby and they go to Arizona, which Cindy Boxer pointed out is on the bingo cards. It's Texas, Florida, Arizona, and it's a twofer. So then the police get an anonymous tip, another bingo card. I mean, this episode was ripe for bingo cards. Yeah, it was. The anonymous tip says that Pastor James buried Marie in the backyard. They bring cadaver dogs to the backyard, but they don't find anything. They are able to recover all these texts from Marie's computer, and these are pornographic, sexy sex, sexy time, sex, sex, sexness texts. Um, and Keith is kind of red and blushing, and it's pretty funny. And then he says, some things are hard to unsee will spare you. That was my favorite quote. <laughs> Thank you. Just the he, way that he says it. Some things are hard to unsee. Will spare you. Like he just <laughs> Thank is like, you for protecting us. It's our gross. delicate yeah. ears, Keith. Actually, the cold justice did not spare us. So when really? we talk about the cold justice episode, I will read you some of them. Oh yeah. God. Okay. They're kind of intense and pretty disgusting. Ew. So Marie's phone and credit cards all stopped when she went missing and she had told a family member that she was in a situation she wanted to get out of but that she would never leave her baby. So it seems pretty clear that she's dead and so that something happened. A month before she vanished, Pastor James did a YouTube sermon that the police found very interesting. He's again wearing a Tommy Bahama shirt mm -hmm. and he's saying that when someone wrongs him, his instinct, what he wants to do is choke the life out of them. This is in his sermon. And then he gives this laugh like an insane person. Yeah. And the police are like, okay. Mm -hmm. This was literally a month before she went missing. So they feel like they're ready to prosecute and go to trial. But Pastor James decides to take a plea. And he'll tell them where Marie is and he'll say what happened. He says they were doing the sister wife thing. And Marie called it a thruple. And yeah, you know, I don't like that either. So they got into this fight one day and it got physical. And she kind of was hitting him and he grabbed her and squeezed her mm -hmm. into a hold. And then they somehow fell and then she died. And it was basically a fatal bear hug. Hug to death. Hug to death. There you because go. Because hugging leads to death. So he then buried her in the backyard. And Nestle, the detective, is very upset that she didn't find her all those years before. Because it's now been like three and a half years. They don't know what Tanya knew, but they really don't have enough to charge her with anything. Right. But I think it's pretty clear that she knew what was going on. And then also it showed that her cell phone was really far away when this Right. She literally happened. could not have done it, but I think she could have been the impetus behind it and could know what was happening. Yeah. So he only gets, because of his deal, 15 years. And he could be out in as few as 11 that is that so is awful. little. I mean, like, I'm trying to think what I've accomplished in the last 11 years, and it's very little. I could have been in jail this whole time, and it <laughs> pretty much would have had the same outcome. And I would have had all my food and rent paid for. You might have had a master's when you came out. I could have achieved more. You might know a language. I could speak a language. I would definitely be more streetwise. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much this episode. Yeah. Did you have other things you wanted to talk about? Do we want to talk about the Cold Justice episode now or later? Did you have outside info? Um, the only outside info I had was about the custody of Grace. Yeah. 
my first question was that how is Grace still with Tanya? And I guess that the family did make a petition to have Grace removed. Um, Marie's family did. But it for some reason, he was granted custody back in 2013. Well, he is the biological father of right. the baby. And so then but it went to his But he's in jail yeah. for killing the mom. You would yeah. think it wouldn't transfer over like that. That could be an effed up Florida type situation. It could be. A law that needs to be changed. But she's like, still, but Tanya's you know, still some, in Arizona. Oh, that's true. Um, it could be in Arizona. Arizona is really messed up laws. Yeah, totally could be. Some of the states in the union, a rapist can petition for paternity of their child. Oh my gosh. If the mom dies or something, the rapist can get paternity of the child. So there are some really messed up laws that need to get changed. So, But I guess that one of them. Marie's family does have visitation now, I think. Good. I just think they don't have custody. Gotcha. But that was about it. But then, okay. then I heard about the cold justice case and i guess i guess what they did on cold justice really helped this case from what it's kind of combined because yeah you see nestle and the other detective keith. keith yeah doing it it's just that they're working with kelly and her partner i see so they just cut out kelly and her partner basically okay um of this show i'm not sure why cold justice is now on oxygen which might not be a same owned the same company as NBC. It used to be on FX, I think. Um, hmm. It probably depends, like on what networks owned whatever. Yeah, I'm sure um, it does. But basically, Nestle and Keith were working on it for about three years, and then Kelly and usually it's Kelly and Yolanda, mm-hmm. but Yolanda was out of town, so Kelly and this other partner went in. They go in for a one week, and they do a high intensity one week with the local detectives trying to get the case solved. And they did. They solved it, got it to the prosecutors who were going to press charges. Wow. So it's really, yeah, they could, they do a lot in one week. It's really impressive. So why don't you they talk have, about it? What did they do? So the cold justice episode, if you want to watch it, it's called Devoted. And it's very good. It's a really good episode. It's sad that Yolanda's not there because she's really funny. And mm. the two of them bantering are really funny. And it's usually cases that are a lot colder than three years. They do ones that are like 25 years old sometimes where there's nothing left, no evidence, nothing. Wow. Literally the person died in the 80s and they're trying to solve it. So this was only a three-year one, but it was really good. So in it, they go to see the family to tell them what they're going to be doing for the week. That's when they start the episode. Yes. That's when they start each episode. So you get really emotionally invested. You usually cry. Like Kelly cries with the family she's this hard-nosed prosecutor she's never lost a death sentence case in texas she's very famous in the law world and she's been on dateline in several episodes so jeff the ex he fully breaks down crying when they meet him at the beginning it's really sad and the sister este esta she's not wearing glasses it's not the red ones no glasses sorry we should also say esta has really cute stylish um red cat eye glasses that she wears yeah but not in cold justice and it was almost impossible to recognize her and there's another sister who seems a lot younger she almost looks like a teenager they're all crying and it's very sad basically when they're doing the rundown of the case 
you get to see Kelly and her partner have these expressions on their faces when they're hearing about doing it the old-fashioned way and all that stuff. Really? And Nestle and Keith are explaining the whole case to them. The inner circle chicks, the pick a little talk little, they didn't give up a lot of info in the 2012 interviews. We watched those. With the detectives? With the detectives. One of them says, you look at it like a cult and part of her inner circle drank the Kool-Aid. That's what one of the church ladies says. So fully admits that it's like a cult and that Tanya is like the head of the women's church cult and they drank the Kool-Aid. But then what happens a lot on Cold Justice is now it's been just three years, which you think is not that much time. But in those three years, Tanya and Pat the pastor have moved to Arizona these women don't feel as connected anymore, and now they're more willing to spill their secrets. Spill the tea. The Kool-Aid is wearing off. Uh-huh. One of them tells says that Tanya manipulated her to keep the whole thing a secret by telling her, don't tell anyone, don't even tell your husband we're doing this sister-wives thing, because he might want a second wife, too, if you <gasps> tell him. Manipulation. Yes. Yeah. Which even Kelly was like, that's smart. That's really smart of Tanya. One of the friends says that the baby was unplanned. It was not a ceremonial, sexual, like we're doing this to impregnate. Basically, Marie and James were just sleeping around. I thought about that. Got pregnant. That's what Tanya had told her. So then they get to read the text messages between Marie and Pastor James. And they're so dirty. Are they really? (laughs) I'm going to do it as PG as possible. Okay. Okay. And then Kelly and her partner are reading them and they're flagging with little post-it stickies the really good parts that they can use in their case. So like the juicier, then they're like, oh, that's a good one. (laughs) They're marking them down. So it's like, um, I want to use my mouth to give you a massage. I'll massage your butt. Ew. Yeah. Ew. Um, I want to squeeze your milky blank. The word blank is also something that goes on top of a baby bottle. Gross. Yep. And then the last one is my uh, male version of a Clovis Uh says hello. My (laughs) So the pastor is texting from the church. He's at the church texting, my blank says hello. And he doesn't use a slang word for it. He uses the actual clinical term for the organ. Like, hello, say hello to my little friend. I wish there was a, yeah, it's so gross. I wish there was an emoji too. Hi. Yeah. (laughs) So they focus more, a lot more on Tanya's personality and how controlling she was. How when Marie started wanting James for herself or wanted the baby for herself, that Tanya felt like she was losing control mm-hmm. and she had to do something. So they really feel like the impetus for this whole thing was Tanya. She might have not done anything, but she was the one that was a massive control freak. And yeah, that makes sense. hated having all this slipping out of her grasp. So then they're interviewing Kay, who's the one that's like a second mom to Marie. Mm-hmm. And Nestle says, tell me about the group text. And it's really sad. Kay just goes, you mean the one that says, I've decided that I have to go somewhere. Like, I love you all and appreciate you word for word. And then she says, is that what it said? And Nestle's like, yeah, that's 
that's pretty close. And she's like, yeah, because I've been reading it for three and a half years. It's three paragraphs long and she knows it by heart because she's been reading it over and over, like clinging to it. And it's really, really sad. Um, I have, and so, I have it. I took a picture of it. It's it, they kept they. There's little smiley faces in it. It's like trying to be upbeat. Yeah. So Kay wrote back to the group text and said, "What about Grace, the baby? Where is Grace?" And Marie wrote back to her, "Don't worry, Grace is fine. She's with Tanya and James." And Kay's stomach sank. She knew that that did not come from Marie. Because Marie always said James and Tanya. She never said Tanya, Tanya and, and James. James. So she knew instantly and she's like crying. She's like, I knew it wasn't her. Because she's never not once said Tanya and James. That's awful. She always, oh my yeah. God. So then Kay also says that the last time she saw Marie, she got the feeling that Marie wanted to move back in with her. And she says move back home. She says, I felt like Marie wanted to move back home and I didn't offer. And she's sobbing. And Ness is like, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. You didn't know. So then there's this thing about her truck. So the night she disappeared, Marie's truck was found at this seedy gas station, unlocked. A police guy drives by and thinks that that's weird and it's a really bad area of town. He calls it in. And you hear the recording and the recording's like, oh, it's for it's owned by a uh, Marie Carlson. <gasps> and but Marie wasn't missing at that time. Right. So the cops like, OK, I guess I'll leave it here. I don't know what to do. The car's unlocked at this gas station. So the next day, it seven hours later, it's found in quotes by James at the airport. Oh, my God. So it seems like he left it at this gas station, hoping that it would get stolen overnight and then when it wasn't stolen he drove it to the airport and then said oh we found it at the airport she must have gotten on a plane and gone somewhere wow and then when marie's phone sent that mass text Mm -hmm. james's phone and her phone both pinged off the same tower right i don't know if they said that in dateline i couldn't remember yeah they did Mm -hmm. so i knew they were together at the airport but they were also together no they were together when they sent the text yeah the text and kelly gets so excited at this that she throws her pen across the room (gasps) which she does in a couple episodes they're all sitting like she gets so into it or she'll be like those beautiful cell phone records those are gorgeous cell phone records that's amazing throws the pen across the room sometimes she like hits on the arm like one of her detectives she gets just like so pumped and they show a little bit more of the choke the life out of you that video so at the end he does that maniacal laugh yes and then he goes yes like a like a champion who scored and then he says the bible talks about the fruit of the spirit and one aspect of that is self-control if we didn't have those thoughts of wanting to choke the life out of someone we wouldn't need self-control it's yeah so Nestle and the other detectives go to Arizona from Florida. Mm-hmm. They travel all the way to Arizona and they're going to contact Tanya and James. So they're in the car mm-hmm. and Nestle calls Tanya and says, we're in town. We would love to talk to you and we'd love to talk to James. And Tanya is such a B word. <gasps> and she goes, you can't talk to James right now. His father is in the ICU dying. And without missing a beat, in all genuineness, Nestle says, oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And Tanya goes, I know you're not, but that's okay. 
And all the, the oh, guys in the Tanya. car are like rolling their eyes and laughing. Nestle tries to keep talking to Tanya about the new stuff they found, mm-hmm. like the scratches and why James said he wanted to flee the country. And like, do they have why pictures he... of the scratches? I don't think so. So the only word it they have on the scratches is that he told is someone. the youth pastor. Okay. Okay. But Tanya admits that he did want to leave the country. Nestle says, why would he want to leave the country? And she said, he was just so overwhelmed. Everyone was coming after him thinking he did something. So he wanted to leave. And Nestle goes, without you and without the baby? And Tanya's like, yes. And I could see myself wanting to do the same thing. Oh, my God, this woman. Nestle just keeps pushing, and Tanya gets more and more flustered. But you can tell she's feeling, like, out of control because they called her without warning, and she answered, you know? And now Mm -hmm. she's having to come up with answers, and she doesn't know what to say, and she's so defensive. And then at the end, Nestle says, well, thank you so much for your time, Tanya. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. And Tanya says, yes, you did. And you know what? You can keep your pleasantries. Oh, my God. (laughs) so good. So then Nestle calls Kelly back at the office in Florida, and she explains where James is at the hospital. And Kelly goes, so I'm guessing, Nestle, that you're worried about looking like a cold, hard bee by calling James when he's at the hospital and his father's dying. And Nestle goes, yes, ma'am, and I am not a cold-hearted person. And Kelly goes, well, I am. And she says, I'm just trying to figure out how we make this work. And she says, what does the lieutenant think? And the lieutenant says, he's worried that if they call James, the defense, when they go to court, will say, you badgered this man while he was at the hospital with his father's deathbed. But then he's also worried the state's attorney will say, you went all the way to Arizona and you didn't question him. So that's, you know, that's being incompetent or not being thorough or whatever. So... They debate about it, and Nestle decides to call him. Wait, he doesn't. An- can I yes. ask a question really quick? Yes, of course. If you let's say that he was lying about his father being in the ICU, um, if he was lying about that, and maybe his father had gone in for some sort of routine operation that he had to stay overnight or something right. like that, do the police have the authority to figure that out? Are the police able to call the hospital and figure out why that person is particularly in the hospital? They might have to get like a warrant for the hospital to release that medical information because they? the hospital is really not supposed to release it, even yeah. if it's even a murder if, case. Even if you're they a would police, uh-huh. might have to get. I bet they could slip some like, but it wouldn't be illegal. You but, just probably couldn't tell them, right? Or it would look bad in court. They would say he lied about his father being, you know, if they were allowed to talk about it in court. Oh, that like way. that's yeah, how yeah, yeah. that's how shady he was. He was lying to try to avoid answering our questions. Yeah, I don't know if they'd be allowed to say that. Okay, we sorry. Need some legal experts. He was lying though, because that was the only time that Tanya did not sound like she was full of crap. Really, she okay. said it right away without thinking. And it was literally the rest of the time she's stuttering. She cannot think of what to say. Really? And she sounds just so angry and defensive. I've got to watch this episode. I'm dying. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he doesn't even answer at the hospital and Nestle leaves a message. But at the same time, they went all the way to Arizona. Oh my and gosh. they literally got to talk to Tanya on the phone, which they could have done from Florida, and left a message. That sucks. Police work sometimes sucks. Yeah. You have to go so far out of your way and nothing. At the end of the episode, Kelly and Nestle go back to the family and Jeff, the ex-husband, and tell them that the DA is probably going to move forward to prosecute. And they're just so happy. 
Kelly says, but this means that we do have to tell you Marie is not coming back. She is dead. Because part of their investigation, why Kelly was even there, is to find out if Marie just left and was alive still, you know? Right. So the family's like, we kind of knew, we figured, but to hear it is something else. So they're all crying. Kelly cries with them. It's all a cry fest. I always cry. It's a really emotional show. I don't know why it really gets me sometimes. Oh, my gosh. Kelly's just really good with the families. So um, that is the Cold Justice episode. That sounds great. Yeah, it was really good. It was a really good episode. I knew right away when I started this dateline, I said, I know this story. How do I know this story? And I just Googled it and found, oh, I saw it on Cold Justice. So that's it was good. We have a promo for a podcast called It's About Damn Crime, and they do podcast stories about victims that are minorities, and their stories are not covered as much in the mainstream media, which is not fair, and I think it's really cool that they do that. And they also did an episode about Evelyn Hernandez, who came up in Katie's Scott Peterson recap. So I think it'll be a really interesting one to listen to. So check them out. Ted Bundy. Jeffrey Dahmer, Ed Gein, Eileen Warnos, Edmund Kemper. Do all these names sound familiar to you? We bet they do. Well, you're never going to hear them on this podcast. Nope. (laughs) I'm Brittany. And I'm Justine. And we're the hosts of It's About Damn Crime, a true crime podcast where we focus on cases featuring people of color. And if you're looking for serious storytelling, this is not the place. But we do promise, no matter how hardcore a true crime fan you think you are, we're going to tell you at least one story you've never heard of. You can listen to us at itsaboutdamncrime.com or wherever you get your podcast at. And remember, there's a lot of desert out there. Show is. Cheers. Um. So do we have any... Any things we want to talk about? B-roll Bonanza. B-roll Bonanza. We got a B-roll Bonanza Bible group, which I enjoyed because I don't think I had seen one of those before. And that was kind of fun. Oh, boy. And then there was this really weird B-roll Bonanza moment where Nestle and the other detective walk into this very poorly lit room. You know how overly dramatic courtroom movies have like really darkened right it's so shadowy and dark and they both go into this room they close the door and then they sit next to each other on the same side of this desk and then they start like going through paperwork yes i just feel like one would sit on the other side of the table it seemed too close and it was very like they can't do that for camera yeah, have. I know. I know. But why was the room so dark? Why on Grace Anatomy is the surgery room so dark all yes. the time? <laughs> I don't understand. Okay, we have so many good quotes. Did we not? Yeah, we Keith did. did a good oh, job. Oh my gosh, the opening. Okay, yeah. so it opens with, how do you catch a dancing sprite? Do you put her in the bottle? Can you package the joy she brings? Can you keep it when she goes? So now you can... Because we have a fizzy beverage called Sprite that is in a bottle. <laughs> but it's not dancing. Bubbles. It dances. It dances on your tongue. I'm just saying. I was like, did I anybody... immediately was thinking of I Dream of Genie. But but he said Sprite and not Fairy. He chose something that is a brand of soda that is in a bottle. And I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> I think of Sprite. Well, and I love Sprite. But I imme- did not think of that in a second. I, I thought of Sprite, a fairy, flying around with little wings. Well, right. But a Sprite. 
But why would you want to catch him? No. Why? I know why the cage bird sings. <laughs> and it's sad. It, that dancing sprite, there's not room to dance in a little <laughs> bottle. She wants to do pirouettes across the floor. And she can't, Keith. Got to let her out of the bottle. But I'm saying, it's it's Keith. He's back in. It's the, uh, okay. This is the first we're seeing Dateline after the Olympic droughts. <laughs> I got to make this good. Guys. Oh yeah, he had to. He had to bring it and bring it. He did. And then he started. I can't remember if it was exact. It was right after that, but it was still in the intro. And he says, "She was always that way." Was Marie? Yes. <laughs> I almost think he's gonna say "twas." Twas. Like that's how odd that phrasing is and how old-fashioned yeah. that phrasing was who speaks like that keith keith then we got what a nest of puzzles have you ever heard that expression no i haven't the puzzle nest and then he said unlike a fine wine a cold case doesn't get better with age I that was, was like, a really good one i like that okay and then the one that was probably the most popular on Twitter was, was James just a pastor or a part-time flim-flam man? That was the best. Because you didn't talk about that, but that was my OMG moment. <laughs> oh, then, okay, so just explain, please. It was yeah. just, they, they sort of did this 30 seconds to a minute of these weird videos of James Flanders trying to hawk these coins the kind of collector's coins that come yeah. in the plastic pouches and saying, like commemorative yeah coins. it looked like a commemorative coin or maybe they were actual silver dollars or something but right. he was trying to hawk these gold and silver coins online and there's yeah. a beach in the background and it's and he's wearing and he's the full-on tommy, tommy bahama yeah uh-huh. and he's it's really bizarre and so they made it seem like maybe he was in his off time sell these junk yeah. coins that are not really valuable yeah, i, I wanted more detail side business i wanted like his more etsy store yeah did you not want oh, some more detail on, on that oh yeah, yeah totally what happened i want to find out what else he's selling yeah and also i thought it was funny that it was on marie's cell phone which means yeah. he made her like do the video and then i'm picturing like michael scott when dwight has to film him and he's like nope we gotta do it again yeah, cut, we gotta go again. cut yeah cut. <laughs> he's like making poor marie film these stupid videos where he's hawking this stuff and he's like we're gonna do it in front of the water in my tommy bahama so i look really wealthy and where are you so also, they'll buy from me yeah but who who are you selling these youtube videos to that's buying your stuff i've never seen a site on which you can put a video up of yourself holding the item what what site is that that's true you can't can you put not put videos on etsy no I or amazon it must be one of those like sites like let it go i don't think i don't think you can on let go either that's what i was or maybe he was trying to start a whole new business and this was his yes. like startup kit. I don't know. It was fascinating. But was it a different YouTube channel than his godly sermon videos on YouTube? Would Or would you be looking up his sermons and then all of a sudden he's trying to sell you gold coins? Or yeah, could it be that, look, I'm my name's Pastor James. This Did he use the fact that he was a <laughs> pastor so that people right. would think he was honest and not a flim flam man? That he right. was an honest guy trying to sell you these genuine Abraham Lincoln gold coin, whatever the heck it is. <laughs> what is it? What do we have one that I thought was like a princess die commemorative? <laughs> yes. okay. But I feel like his might have religious characters on them. Oh, who like, knows? This one has Matthew on this it. This is Abraham. From the Bible. Yeah. Okay. Um, do we have any precious moments? 
There was tons in Cold Justice. Yeah. I have to say I don't know if there were any for me in Dateline. No, I mean, I felt really bad for the children, like always. And then at the end, they explain that her ex-husband has to tell Paris, the daughter, your mom's not coming back. I thought that was really rough. He's like, how do you tell someone that? And then they're going to live with that forever. They were killed by a pastor. I don't know. Did you have any brands that were upset to be associated with Dateline in this episode? God? God, yeah. The church? Maybe. Christianity? Christianity? Yeah. Also, maybe strip malls? Strip mall. How about just strip mall churches might have gotten a bad rap on this? For sure. Yeah. Also, um, did you have an MVP loser? Yes, I did. I thought so, MVP was clearly Nestle and Keith, the two detectives. I thought I really liked that's very interesting everyone. because there were several people who were extremely critical of them on Twitter. Why? I think they felt like it was her fault that they didn't check the backyard better, and that they missed it, and that it would, took them f- almost four years to solve this fairly obvious case. She was five feet underground. Yeah. And also, I think they did solve it. I think they couldn't prove it. Right. And that's not their fault. That's whatever the DA requires that they need in terms of evidence. Right. And they didn't, they just didn't have it. They got the phone records. They did the best they could. But some people just were not, didn't, were unimpressed by their police work. It did take them like a few years to get those cell phone records from the computer, but that was technology progressing yeah you need you know that stuff takes time that's also you don't have an unlimited budget to do all these things you can't do like a x-ray satellite whatever they do into the ground to see if there's a body in there you can't all those imaging things like all of that costs money and you have to get approval on it i'm sure that these detectives were doing the best they could they also had no body which in some cases in some states they would have just said well no body not, we're not going to charge it so why right. even bother looking so they did keep looking what made for, him decide you know. to confess when he gets charged um, originally with second degree what why does he decide did the defense attorney just think he couldn't win it i think so i think it was such a strong circumstantial case and he had fled mm-hmm. to arizona um, and the and he had made that confession to the pastor. There were so many people that were telling these stories yeah. that it was either him or his wife. And maybe he was taking the fall for his wife. Yeah. Maybe that's part of it. I mean, they couldn't prove that she was involved, but I think for sure she was involved. So that leads exactly into the loser, which is Tanya, right? Tanya's the worst. Did you have another? Well, my MVP yeah, was actually have? Jeff, the ex-husband. Aw, I liked, I liked him. him a lot. Yeah, me too. I mean, you never see an ex that's not the murderer. So that's I was true. really happy. And in Cold Justice, he's crying. He's so devastated, not just for Marie, but for his own daughter, like, that won't have a mom. And he's really sad. It's really touching. And I think they were friends. I think their marriage just yeah. didn't work out. But I think yeah. that they did a good job co-parenting, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Absolutely. so sad. So, yeah, my loser, well, yeah, Tanya, but I kind of consider her in the murder category mm-hmm. because mm. I really do think she was involved. I I mean, a lot of those churchy people could have said something earlier, but they were they were so excited to be friends with Tanya that they didn't want to spill the gossip. And they also knew what was going on with this sister-wife thing and this sex thing, and they still followed Pastor James as their religious leader knowing what kind of a hypocrite he was 
Did you have any Joan Rivers fashion police? Did you like the red glasses? I thought the red glasses were cute. She sort of had a red thing. She had red pants at one point. That must be oh. your favorite color. Esther's favorite oh. color was probably red. The fashion police that I had is the defense attorney who's interviewed at the very end. His eyes oh my were God. insanely bloodshot. What happened? Did he just come in from a dark room? Is he the one with the curly gray hair yes. that looks like a little boy? Yes. What? He the... looks like Dudley Dursley. And I'm mad at him anyways. He was on my loser list because he was from the church and defended him. I'm just, uh, yeah, uh... I was like, Ugh. and got him like a really sweet deal. So 15 years is nothing. But, he... but wasn't he also defending Tanya? Yeah. He was also Tanya's defense. And he said, she doesn't know because when I told her, she was shocked. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so we believe you because you're saying it? I don't think so. You look like a little boy slash old man. With pink eyeshadow on. Yeah, no, he was not my favorite at all. Mm -mm. Um, Any alternative theories? Tanya. Tanya. Well, for sure. For sure. I had some others, but Tanya. Do you think she had told her husband to do it? Yes. Yeah, I kind of think so, too. Yeah, I think she said, yeah. find a way. I don't want to know about it because she's that yeah. bad that she uh-huh. she wanted to make sure she was safe no matter what. So she made sure she was out shopping at that time. Crazy. Do you think that and do you think that part of Tanya thought it was cool that there was a sister wife? I feel like Tanya sort of thought she was sexy and cool. And think- she thinks she because Mary on Sister Wives is the most annoying one. And she's the first wife. And you know she thinks she's so cool because she's the first wife and thinks she's really cool and accepting and she's actually incredibly difficult. She's the one with and the Airbnb, right? Yes. Okay. Well, she wants to do she that. She wants to do that. Okay. Yeah. And she's the one who in the first couple seasons when they moved to Vegas, she only has one child. The rest of them have like eight children. She insisted on getting a house just as big as the other three wives on the cul-de-sac with the wet bar and all of the bedrooms, like five bedrooms. She literally has one child who was leaving for college that year. And she insisted on getting the same house because she didn't think she should be punished because she only had one child because she medically couldn't. And she was very sad about it, which I feel bad for her. But I still do not think she should have had the same house unless she's going to have some of the other kids live there. Right. Which she did at one time, but it was for like a month. She was not like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be motherly to all these other kids that she wasn't. Did she she cause a lot of problems? She got catfished and almost got all this public information leaked and like was being threatened and blackmailed by these catfishers. She was basically having an, an emotional affair. With this catfisher person who turned out to not be real. They talk about all the time. She makes everything about her. She is so annoying. I can't express how annoying she is. I need to go back and watch the past seasons for sure. Yeah. Um, So my real alternative theory was I did just see this ID network show about this um, busybody old lady who wore a wig at the church she was older and grumpy and she fell in love with the pastor she thought he was really hot stuff he was younger and she would bring him casseroles and try to like woo him and leave him these long messages about how she'd do anything for him and she knew how lonely he was he started counseling this younger woman who was having some problems and 
this busybody lady got so jealous that she shot and killed <gasps> the younger woman who was having a totally non-romantic relationship with the pastor. He was just helping her out because she was having some issues. And she got jealous because this younger woman he was spending more time with. She was like 30 years older than the pastor. She was never going to get wow. with the pastor. But she was crazy and she liked the way things were done in the church her way because she had been there for so long. She didn't like when this people came in and changed things. This new girl is coming mm-hmm. in and taking over and she shot at her. So I thought something like that could have been possible. Mm-hmm. But And then maybe Pastor James was just covering for a member of his flock because he's actually a good guy. But then that doesn't really make sense because nope, he's actually that. human garbage. So. Yeah. Do we have some extra titles? Yep. So I did want to point out, I did some quick Google searching because I had a hunch that there were 8,000 episodes that had secrets in them. (laughs) And I found within about five seconds, this one is secrets on the Emerald Coast, secrets in the snow, secrets of Cottonwood Creek, secrets of the desert, secrets in Smoky Mountains, secrets in Pleasant Grove, secrets in Silver Lake, secrets in a small town, secrets in Seattle, secrets on Hot Springs Drive, secrets on Shalimar Way, secrets in the suburbs, secrets and lies, secrets of a marriage, and secrets at the Sunshine Motel. That took me about two minutes. I know there's way more. Here's what Those I, are all Dateline episodes. Here's, I, here's what I would really like to do, and our listeners can let us know. Would you like us to do a secret series? And we will do only secrets episodes. <gasps> that would be fun. That would be really fun. We've already done secrets in Silver Lakes. That was the wolf pack. We have. And now we've done secrets on em- on the Emerald Coast. A secrets series. Secret sessions. It like could be Taylor called Secrets with Kimberly and Katie. Katie and Kimberly. Kimberly and Katie. Why do we each want our own name to not be first? Neither of us want to be associated with this podcast. Secretly. <laughs> deep down. <laughs> okay. So I did have some alternative titles that I came up with. Okay. We have Mini Mall Ministry. Ooh, I love that. Uh, loose Lips Sink Strip Mall Churches. <laughs> Secrets, sex, and sake. Yes, that's wonderful. James, Jason, Jeff, and Jesus. James, there were Jesus, three J's. And yeah, there J was a names. lot. It's a lot. Also, maybe we should rename this episode. Uh, episode. Maybe we should rename <laughs> this episode. Okay, that's just, funny. We could rename this episode J Date with Dateline. <gasps> oh, that's good. Because of all the J's. The J names. Yeah, that'd yeah. be great. All right. I like it. All right. And then my last one is, are you there, God? It's me, murder. Oh, my God. That's so good. <laughs> and that was one of my favorite books growing up. That's are wonderful. Are you there, God? It's yeah, me, Margaret. Yeah, of course. You so nailed that. Um, so I have the thruple trouble. Okay. <laughs> then I have put out to pastor. Sorry. Sorry. It was just going to happen. And then I, I like had- it. Flander- I actually like it. Flanders, the flim flamily. <laughs> <laughs> the way it sounds. Say it again. I said Flanders, the flim flamily, instead of the flim flam man. <laughs> oh it's the flim flamily because they're all flim flammers. Then okay, I had um, the bad shepherd instead of the good shepherd. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. had the inner circle gets the square. I don't know why. I don't know why I did that. That doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Then I had... I like it. Um, the Gift of Grace, because she was the gift. 
that she was that they were giving. Oh yes. And uh-huh. then I have probably the favorite one is the dangers of Pollyanne Marie. Marie's her name. Oh. Okay. okay. <laughs> well, it's the dangers of polyamory, but polyamory yeah, yeah, is no, I spelled get it. like the name. I get it, and I did do, I did do, uh, camelize a lot. Yep. So there we so, go. There, so there, there. So great job. There you have it. But I think, are you there, God? It's me, murder takes the cake. I think you win. Really? Yeah, you win That's a candle so for exciting. that one. So I hope we had some hot Twitter action on this. I know people played bingo. I'm sure people won. Yeah. So Cindy Boxer won bingo. At a girl, Cindy. Very excited. Get it. I'm. I was so happy for her. And someone else, I said almost won, but they didn't have the blanket. But we're gonna. Sorry about we'll the. Fi- Sorry about yeah, it. Blank- Blanket's a little tricky. Okay. Um. So tweets. Are we gonna read tweets? Somebody had alternative titles. Yeah, Mislo0424 mm-hmm. uh, said, sorry to jump ahead, but I need to tweet you my my alternative titles before I go to bed. Thanksgiving Thruple. There we go. The Bear Hug and the Turkey Baster. That's wonderful. That's actually very funny. Yeah. And these effing church people again. <laughs> uh, um, Ryan Jameson they're wonderful people. Now let me tell you about all the awful and questionable things they have done that I was evidently okay with. Every Jane Line interviewee. Yes, right? Yeah. Why are people seem to be okay with this horrible behavior up until the murder? Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I cannot believe they did this. That's not always okay. the case. Yeah, I see. I see your face. Yeah, sometimes. It's a lot. It's a lot of times. An- Andrea Daniel, can we stop calling him pastor now? For real, I feel like at, at some point they should have had Keith just drop that part. Yeah. Or he did kind of say it in a sarcastic way, like the godly, you know, pastor. Yeah. You know, yeah. With a little attitude. Irma Scott, new revelations from the pastor. I guess I missed that quote. Yes. I can't believe I missed it. Well, I don't know the Bible that well, so it's not that bad. But you know what Revelations is. I do. Uh, So we missed that little bit of shade. Mm -hmm. New Revelations. Um, Tina Talk. I'm thinking maybe never trust a church that used to be a Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least like a Toys R Us. It it seemed pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, it was really big. Um, Real Riz 16. Ain't no scandal like a church scandal. True. True. That. Redheaded Scott. So if this pastor committed adultery, then committed murder, then lied about it, that's three strikes. Sorry, not allowed to be a Christian anymore. That's official church rules. Yeah, you don't get to go to heaven anymore. You're done. I think there's like a tapestry up at church that's all woven and it says adultery, murder, lying. If you get checked off, you're sorry you're out. I think it's pretty much three of any of the Ten Commandments. What if it's three of the lesser ones? What's a lesser one? Maybe I have a little attitude with my parents sometimes. Like you're dishonoring your mother, thy mother, and thy father? I mean, there are levels to that. Are you coveting your neighbor's wife? Maybe, but I'm not acting on it. Why didn't we do that for a title? Coveting thy neighbor's sister wife. There you go. Shoot. By the way, did I just admit that I'm a lesbian on this podcast? Like I just meant person. <laughs> you just can't cover two. No, you did that. This was not your coming out. I'd like anyone moment. in my building to know I don't covet anyone in this building. So I think it's, no, know. it's just a person. It doesn't. It's not just literally. doing it for. You're ta- you're taking these very literally. It's not literally. 
it's your neighbor. But in the old in the olden Bible days, like a neighbor would really be like your neighbor. No, like, it would be your neighbor. It would be anyone because you don't have a car, so it's not like you could have a crush on somebody in Seattle. But uh, no, it's just more of a way of speaking. And maybe like anyone that's a fellow church person is considered your neighbor. It's like a fellow. I think it's like anyone. Neighbor. No, it's fellow. Period. You shouldn't cover anyone else's wife. Do you want me to rewrite I don't. Them? I can send no. in edits. But I don't actually. Even Idris Elba, now that he's engaged, he's dead to me because I strictly do not covet anyone else's husband. The second I know they're married, crush gone. I have strict moral standards about that. And yet you'll go on and on about the crispy hair. Is that in the Bible? Is that in the Ten Commandments? Thou shalt not mock Thou shalt not ridicule. Trendy hairstyles <laughs> from decades past. Thou shalt not ridicule trendy matte purple lipstick. <laughs> I hated that purple lipstick. You did. You always hate the purple lipstick. So much. Um, Daysetone says, no, days at one. Days at one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, serves you right. Serves you right for the billionaires. <laughs> Billionaires, A-O-Y-A-Y-A-Y-A-Y-A-Y-A-Y-A-Y-A-Y-A-Y-A-Y-A-Y-A-Y-A-Y-A-Y-A-Y-A-Y-A-Y-A-Y-A-Y-A-
first of all, sign sign our petition on change.org. I want to get to 500. Get it. Get it. It's in the link on our Twitter and Instagram bios. Also in the news, this is so freaking exciting. Our very own Katie's namesake, who is a chicken, who lives on Cindy Boxer's farm, laid her first egg. That is so exciting. Is that not thrilling? I'm thrilled. You beat you beat Kimberly's chicken. Am I a mommy now? Am I a real woman? What am I if I lay my first egg? I think it's a callback to Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Yeah, I think so. And, and you're the one that's like really popular and cool. And everyone thinks, thinks she's so grown up. I've, has Kimberly not laid an egg yet? No. Oh, so I beat you. That's what I'm saying. I didn't realize that I won. Correct, Amundo. Finally. That's what I'm saying. That's why it's Thank such a big day. The baby Jesus. Yes. It is thrilling. Um, depending on what your definition of thrilling is. So <laughs> this. I mean, according this, this. Is, yeah, this is mine. It's thrilling. Um RM Derek on Instagram did your new game of Starbucks with an X. Awesome. It totally worked. So she said Raina with an X, and I said and I said, what was their expression? And she said, bewildered, glaring reaction upon the barista's face. Get I simply replied, yes, with an X. Wait for it. Don't sip alone. And then walked away. Could you die? I'm, I'm dead. I'm speechless. I, ser- I wish I had a picture of my face right now. That is- Hashtag Katie for the win. Am, and she spells your name with a Y because she I, thinks she wants you to be fancy. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. I, I she can't. said. She said. She repeated it. Yes, with an X. Don't sip alone. And then what? <laughs> I can't believe she did it. It's that so takes good. guts. Guts. First Sarah did it, and now Raina no gu- did it. No guts, no glory. That is amazing. I have right. not even had a Starbucks since we've done started this game, so I need to get to Starbucks today. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Done and done. Yes. And so we did get a couple donations. We wanted to thank people. We have someone from a class reunion account, but it's not really the class reunion. But we didn't have their real name. But thank you so much from your class reunion. And Suzanne said half of this for Katie's ice problem. Thank you, Suzanne. How much is that ice? How much are those bags? Oh, no, those bags aren't much. Those bags are like $2.80. Oh, you're going to be able to buy a lot of ice with that. But thank you so much. um, And from the class reunion page, whoever you are. Yeah, but thank you so much. It's really great, you you guys. guys. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. We have a whole bunch of new reviews on iTunes. Yes, um, we do. We hit, iTunes. we hit 300, guys. So thank you so much for that. That's amazing. And we love reading them. So it really it's thank you. Appreciate That's it. the most important thing you can do because then we get new and noteworthy and then more people find us. So everyone leave a review. And you can leave a donation, paypal.me forward slash date with Dateline. And don't watch alone. Watch with a secret. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.